All right, guys, Nord East Podcast. We have a big episode for you. We got a bunch of news to go through. Do We Care is going to be absolutely on fire as we break down the Dune trailer. We got all the shows you need to be watching in Hot Rex and Nord East Rates. Here we go, Nord East Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Wonderfully. How are you? I'd be doing much better if the Vikings didn't crap the bed against the Packers, yeah. but we will save that for our podcast later in the week. Actually, both of our podcasts later in the week. Um, Purple Pride Podcast is going to be an absolute bummer, on uh, our Nordy Sportscast, um, as always, is going to tear it up. Uh, but we'll rip the Vikings on both those for you guys and maybe give you some reason for optimism so check out those episodes later this week um but here we are in this episode uh sport or the the screencast there you go and uh yeah we've got a big episode before we dive into this episode we need you guys the listeners to give us a follow on twitter instagram and facebook at nordy's podcast also subscribe on podbean podcast app and spotify get the nordy's podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. And also, if you guys remember, we are trying our hardest to get Jimmy Channels to be an official Rotten Tomatoes critic. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes critic. It's like my dream. Let's go. Guys, but I need we need more reviews on the podcast. We have everything that we need except for the number of reviews. So please help us out. I know it seems like a, a tedious job, but it will just take you a second and uh, we'd really appreciate it. So. And uh, you'd think after 406 episodes, like just give us a review. No big yeah. deal. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Please. Five stars. Five stars only. All right. Um, so before we dive into this episode, we are drinking another fun beer. What are we drinking today, guys? We are drinking Wyndham Paradise. So all the way from the scene of... Dark season one through three. Wyndham. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm so glad you went there. No, this is a, a hazy IPA from uh, Wild Mind um, mm. with Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and something else. It's kind of a weird. So it's not a fruited beer, right? That's nice. I mean, we, we drink so many. There's so many fruited beers. And this is just a straight up, really delicious IPA. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Oh, it's really tasty. I wouldn't call it like super hazy, but it is awesome tasting. Yeah. It almost has like a weird like a vanilla character. Yeah, just from out, just from the hop though. Yeah. Anyway, all right, guys, here we go. We're gonna dive into this episode. Um, but uh, just so you know, we have uh, a you know this is we talk a lot about movies. We talk a lot about things on the screen, and we are gonna be debuting a Nordy's podcast uh, movie for you guys this week. Um, that's all I'm really going to say, but I have to ask Barter, if you guys watched our Instagram, which I know you guys do, uh, Barter, are you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I was not okay for the first hour okay. upon <laughs> consumption, and then I was not okay the next day until about noon. <laughs> all right. I, I think that what I thought was funny about it was that you um, l- looked worse in every video. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like you got worse looking. Progressively, it, it was so it was so bad for you that you got worse looking with every video, <laughs> which yeah. is hard to do. I already look pretty. Well, atrocious. You, you, you looked beautiful, and yeah. then you're like, okay, here we go, guys, and then you're like, I'm gonna come right back after, and you were sweaty, you were red, <laughs> you had sauce all over. I was swollen. My lips you, were swollen, literally, which was a good look. I could see some injections. Okay, for you. all right. Um, but dude, good good job. So I, we won't spoil too much, but we have all attempted our challenges we we set up challenges at the beginning of the summer um they are finished whether they're successful or not we won't get into watch the video it's coming out on social media this week eric when you think midweek um, yeah midweek can't wait can't wait to see it it should be pretty entertaining we'll probably set it up as like a uh like an ig um video or reel or something like that we'll figure it out i need to like uh research instagram a little bit more but yeah you can do a little longer format on some stuff it's yeah. an igtv igtv yeah. i got this guy and i don't know how to do that but um, maybe you have to have a certain amount of followers but anyway no no no, we do um the i want to say just one quick thing i don't want to ever do a spicy food challenge again mm-hmm. i think i'm all set you completed it i will do volume Next time, if we have a challenge of like consume ten tacos, like I, I want to take that See, one on. You as take a, you. You think that you had it harder? No, no, no. I'm not saying I, I had know. it harder. 
because I think mine, like mine, was like a a super manic thing, right? Yeah. Where it, like ramped up really fast, but then like it was over pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas you had to like I had to, probably suffer for a while. Well, plus it was a lot of prep work. You know, I, like I didn't eat anything for like maybe fifteen hours beforehand, and so it was a big process as well. But I think someone needs to do like walks across hot coals or something. Oh yeah, we we we'll do this again. Someone totally does, different challenge. Maybe a skydiving. Well, I already burned uh, my face. I don't want to burn my feet too. Um, ooh, like what about the one where they like? Why don't we leave it up to the audience? Yeah. Because Adam, your brother, who I hate, um, <laughs> came up with this idea. So I think maybe we can poll the audience a little bit for like how we asked for Nordy's rates. Like, what are some challenges? Like realistically accomplishable right. uh, challenges, and just get a little feedback. Okay. I love it. Okay, I love well, that. Well, it's been fun. So it's coming to a, a culmination this week, and then we'll talk about it next week in detail. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, guys. Here we go. Do we care? Mm-hmm. Some big ones on here. We're going to start out with uh, what I, we all think, I believe, is the biggest piece of news this week or the best thing that we saw, and that was the Dune official trailer. Mm-hmm. Now, Dune is... Um, it has the, the uh, hottest young actors i'm not saying hot necessarily as looks wise mm. but i mean like hot as in they're the biggest deal right now big but, gets but also yeah. good looks timothy chalamet and zendaya is yeah. it zendaya or zendaya i think it's zendaya zendaya but i don't know okay oh, she's great she's great in euphoria she's just great she'll so. probably be great in this she looked cool in the trailer she's good in spider-man yeah, yeah. yeah so um both of them are in it um it also has uh oscar isaac it also has jason momoa it's got Josh Brolin, Bill Skarsgård. Oh, dude, it's it's stacked. It's loaded. So and and then on top of that, it's being de- directed by our boy Denis. Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This, check check with Laura on that. Nailed check it. On the Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Mm. <laughs> this Perfect. is this is um, Perfect French Canadian. This is going to be a huge movie. Um, it looks incredible. And I uh, can't wait. I, I know everyone's going to be excited about this when it comes out. Um, it reminds me, didn't he do Blade Runner? He mm-hmm. did. It looks like um, Blade Runner, and but even better and bigger and grander. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm not saying they look, they're obviously different stories, but just the same level of we know it's going to be good because he did it, because there are good people in it, because it just looks incredible. It's shot. His movies are shot so well. Yeah, yeah and like... The cast is so much bigger than the Blade Runner cast. Because, I mean, it was like Ryan Gosling. Blade Runner is a very small movie, yeah. Dave Bautista, who was in the first 10 minutes. He's in this one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, I, uh, I forget the gal um, who played, like, the police chief, but she wasn't around very yeah. much. Um, and then... Surprise Jared, Harrison Ford. Jared Leto. Yeah, I mean, and, for a minute, and, and, too, so... He had, like, three it scenes. It was very Gosling heavy. Yeah, yeah, it was all Gosling. This yeah. has, like tons of people and they're going to be all over the place because for this it's not just going to be you know following timothy chalamet on his adventures it's like such a huge story that you're going to get scenes without him it won't just be his point of view you're going to have scenes of like you know this faction teaming up with this group and the politics are crazy it's like space game of thrones a little bit Mm -hmm. everybody it's like a realistic groups that are motivated by what they're they want and the they, spice, baby. you know, they all want the spice, baby. But it's a little more, you know, it's more than that. So, yeah, um, I'm excited. I read the book way back in the day. I was really bored by it, but I loved that movie that they made in like the 90s, maybe late 80s. Wasn't it uh, David Lynch? I think it was David, David Lynch. Lynch did that. Yeah. yeah, who I don't really like. That sure, much, but, but like movie it, was cool. Yeah. So I'm into this, man. I'm excited. I think it could be one of the bigger movies. I don't know if it's going to be. Is it like Christmas this year? Something like that. That's Who what knows? They're trying for. Who I know. knows? I mean, they're just like hoping that there's a, a vaccine. Vaccine, yeah. you know. And it's just like we're even if there's a vaccine, there has to be seven hundred million doses in the United States alone. It's going to take a while. Um, I would not be putting trailers out. I'd be sitting on movies <laughs> if I could right now. Yeah. Um, rumor has it though. Uh, do we care? We all care. Yeah, we care. Can answer yeah. for you. Um, rumor has it that uh, OBX Outer Banks. One of the best shows of the past decade. False. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm joking. Say that. I mean, I'm exaggerating. We, I enjoyed obviously. it quite a bit. Enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm obviously joking, but mm-hmm. um, John B., you know, uh, Sarah Cameron, the whole gang, um, are supposedly filming season two right now, and it is going to be during COVID 
pandemic <laughs> times where they're wearing masks and everything. So they're filming it while wearing masks. Dude, if I can't see Sarah and John B's face, I don't want to watch it. I don't either. I don't think they're I beautiful want to. people. They're beautiful people. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. I mean, I guess it's weird to cr- to make content right now that doesn't have that. I know, like <laughs> on uh, like uh, Young and the Restless, okay, on these soaps, they have the people stand on different sides of the rooms for acting, and then when they go to kiss, they film it from behind and they k- are kissing mannequins. So you see one person's face like kissing what? like a mannequin, and you can just see like the wig on the mannequin from the other side. It's what? pretty brilliant. So. I mean, why pretend it's not happening? Just go with it. All right. Um, next up, we have the next Joker movie, Joker 2. Is yeah, it really well, going to be called, Joker, called 2? Joker 2? But Todd Phillips is doing it again. So. Um, we'll most likely not have Joaquin Phoenix playing. Or if they do, he'll the probably Joker. still be so. Okay, this is a little weird, but um, they, they're, not, they're saying that the Joker that we saw is not, the, not really the Joker. Because the Joker was like a. a crime lord mm-hmm. right he was like a criminal mastermind this guy was just a crazy person right that like inspired other crazy people so the idea i think with these films is that they're gonna bring in another actor that this one will like be a criminal mastermind but he might die at the end of it and then in the third movie there'll be another one that was like really you know like like people are sort of in the first movie all these dudes that are like oh the world hates me and everybody everything sucks i'm gonna go out and c- cause madness they're being inspired by the Jokers, and it could be a new one each time. Yeah, I mean, but it's I, definitely like it's not recasting. It's it's like Arthur Morgan, right? Arthur, I think it was. Ar- no, it was Arthur, Arthur something. Or something. Okay, yeah. Arthur. It still exists. He's in jail, and then there's somebody new. So well, I think had, it could be cool. You had him. I mean, at the end, this isn't really spoiling anything. Just at the end, you saw he was creating kind of a movement, right? Mm-hmm. That was kind of the. So out of that will arise the real Joker. Okay. Actually, I, I like it because I can't really watch another 90, oh, 90 you know, 120 minutes of Joaquin Phoenix torturing I mean, himself. So it was like the performance was amazing. It was obviously. amazing. I I'm, uh, completely agree with you. I do not need to see that again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that movie. I thought it was great and I have not watched it since. I've seen it. I think it's on HBO Max or somewhere. And I'm like, nope. Yeah. I have not watched it again. We'll not probably watch one. it again. So I think it's a great idea. Um. They can kind of capitalize on the success of it, but do a whole different thing. Real quick side note. What up? I read an article that Christopher Nolan had originally intended, because he didn't die at the end of mm-hmm. The Dark Knight, for the Joker to be involved very heavily in yeah. The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, he was... But he had he to rewrite be, everything. I know, which I, I, I had known that for a while. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, that was the first time I read it, it. But it makes so much sense. When you look at what they decided to do with the third movie, which was, I think, the worst of the three... Um, eh, doesn't seem like plan A yeah. to me. Anyway, I found that very interesting because yeah. I would have loved to see him even more. In I know, the third one. just it like awesome. you maybe you like, got to go to jail, go have the scenes of of him in jail, and you're talking to him, and then of course he breaks out at some point, and and he te- bail bail Bane breaks yeah. him out, right? Or something like that would have been crazy. I know. Anyway, all right, uh, what could have been? Yes, I do care about that. Yeah, I care. It'll be cool. Honestly, as you were telling that little story about what their plan was, I went from thinking it sounded really stupid to cool in just the span of the time that you said it. Well, there you go. Well, the Um, the context helps. It can be a more fun movie this time, too. The context helps, because if you're just like, well, they're going to recast the Joker, Joaquin's busy, and you're like, okay, well, what direction is this? But when you explain it, like, okay, he was just like the initial pushing the snowball down the hill kind of thing, and then it's going to build from there. Yeah, that makes Mm -hmm. more sense. All right, sticking in the DC universe, we can go quick on this one. Wonder Woman officially pushed back to Christmas. Everything's pushed back. Everything should be pushed back. No surprise there. But you can go see Tenet right now. I, if you I like to. would like to see Tenet, but I'm just not going to because it's just it not just a good seems idea. It's like a stupid plan. I hope they re-release it at some point again. Like, okay, that didn't do as well as we thought. We're going to put it back out in March, you yeah. know, or something like that. But anyway, moving on. Moving on to uh, the other side of it, Marvel. Um, big news as uh, Chris Evans accidentally showed he sh- well we saw america's ass in one of the avengers movies he accidentally right. showed america's dick in uh what? post uh yesterday when he showed uh live his his um his unit picture his like pictures what are they called like uh he showed his, all the pictures on his phone oh, his, like all the, his photos so he yeah, was doing album. like a screen sharing live yeah like screen sharing and he like pulled it up and like his dick was on no. there. <laughs> 
So there you what? go. What? Not really news. We're not going to say we care or not. Just, just Oh, I I'm going to be Googling it in a minute. That's crazy. <laughs> America's That's dick. America's dick. Well, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Let me get a look at this thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Um, we haven't even seen the movie... Um, Black Widow yet because it got delayed from May. We don't know when we're going to see it, but Scarlett Johansson, rumor has it, has been signed to a multi-film deal in the MCU. We don't know if that's going to be more movies with David Harbour and etc. in uh, her role as Black Black Widow earlier, mm-hmm. you know, pre all the MCU stuff we've seen, or if she will find a way back into the story. Either way, we get more ScarJo in the MCU, and that is good news for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I, so it just, it turned out that the, the rumors are pretty strong that she actually does have a multi-picture deal. It wasn't just this one last prequel. So I think that they were trying, going to set up Florence Pugh, who's like, I guess, either her younger sister or her cousin or something in this, to take on the mantle. And they'll say like, here's what she's been doing for the past however many years. And now she'll come in and say, hey, you guys need a spy type of person? That could be me. Whatever. Which would be great, because she's, she's awesome. That'd be fine. But there's no replacing Scarlett Johansson. She's like the best actress, period, right now. She's our title belt holder. So I can't believe they killed her off. I was shocked, shocked at that part. But, you know, they got time travel. They got, you know, there's a movie called The Multiverse of Madness coming out. Hmm. So there's other versions of her out there. They could pull her in from Ooh, that. I like, maybe that. she comes from a universe where, you know, her she had a better life, but all her family died. And she's going to just like switch over and live in our universe with the Avenger people or something. Maybe I bet they'll do it by having a different haircut. (laughs) Well, I hope they don't do the blonde with the blonde or transparent eyebrows. That wasn't the best look. They should just give her the red hair, man. That's what's tradition. I think Kevin Feige is not stupid, obviously. Right. And I think he looked at, what's her name? Florence Pugh. Okay. Like maybe she's a great actress doesn't have the same chops or the same like on-screen presence or mm-hmm. just that badassness like that. I'm sure they screen tested it and we're like she's close. She's good, yeah. but not ScarJo. She's and more of an Anthony Mackie versus a exactly. Chris Evans. She's a sidekick, she's the Robin and right. in, in that kind of thing. So, I think this is a brilliant move. This had to happen and I couldn't be more excited for for I, I sure hope it, what it she goes do. down like we hope it does. And you know, you want the deaths to mean something and to be permanent. But, come on. Not that one. Like, Tony Stark can stay dead. See, I think... That was big enough. That I think that they will loss. do a great job of bringing Tony Stark back in little tiny spots and maybe some important spots as someone from the past or someone who has downloaded themselves into... He'll be the new Jarvis. Yeah, like, I could imagine him being back in, like, special moments where he has come up with some plan for the future, where he's still very dead, mm-hmm. but his planning and his intelligence allowed him to do something in some moment, and I think those would be really cool moments, but you can't just lose Tony and Captain and ScarJo. I think that ScarJo... And Gamora, maybe. Yeah, I think well, ScarJo... And then just and, hit the reset button. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think... I, and, and you just lost... Um, uh, Vision as well. No, no, which, no. Uh, I'm sorry. What's Black his name? Panther? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Chadwick yeah. Boseman. Like, literally he just lost. I mean, yeah. he he dies. So yeah. you lose all of these big characters that are so important. I think they would love to hold on to um, Scarlett Johansson and uh, Chris Hemsworth, um, kind of two of the the longest standing left as long as they will stay. Mm-hmm. Well, I we care. care about that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Next up, Hulu has the rights to doing um, Marvel cartoons. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. So um, they are going to make a slew of these. Okay. So like the first one I've heard about, Patton Oswalt. Do you guys like Patton Oswalt? Um, enough. I think he's okay. I think he's a really good voice talent. He's got a super unique voice. Um, he's going to play, he's going to voice Modoc, Modified organism designed only for killing. Okay. So he's a bad guy. He's got the big head and the little floaty chair you guys ever seen him um so he's gonna be in this cartoon it's got a bunch of other talent like a lot of the parks and rec people like those comedians you know like jenny slate and whatever all those guys seem to be coming in and i bet it's gonna be like pretty funny like he's kind of lose control of his his uh company at this point aim and his kids aren't listening to him and they're doing their own thing and they're not even evil 
and <laughs> you know all those things like it's it could be kind of funny like i'm definitely going to give it a i mean i have hulu so i'll be watching it for sure cool at least a few that sounds interesting you guys think there's a chance you'll end up watching this thing it's a cartoon no it'll be animated in some way i don't know if it's computer animated or like traditionally animated but it's a cartoon that they seems can, like they don't a, have any live action rights that seems like a uh wait for the jc3 that's fair i'll give that to you i'll do that for I you i care tentatively okay. i think a little bit i care i care i'll watch it Okay, something I do care about a lot, that is Borat 2 has already been filmed and it's already been screened. Is that what it's called? Screened? Yeah, like, by they, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Um, I am so excited about this. To me, this is what we need in 2020. Hopefully it comes out sooner than later. I love Borat. Loved it. Everyone who watched Borat thought it was incredible. And is there a better time than to make racist dickheads look like douchebag racist dickheads then right now this is the movie that we need it is i don't know when it's coming out though like i I don't know when he filmed it i guess he's been like holding it like obviously he films these in secret yes because he can't he has to move around he has to like surprise people i don't know who hasn't heard of borat so i don't really know how this is gonna work there's 340 million people in this country and every time that i see someone be like well, did you know that um, John Legend and Hillary Clinton actually have a pizza restaurant where they keep young children to have sex with, and then they eat people and have sex with kids? Those people haven't heard of fucking Borat. <laughs> All right. So you can go still get those I, people? I didn't just make that up, everyone. No, that's... I, yeah. That's Pizzagate. If you believe in Pizzagate, do not ever listen to our fucking show, because that's you, you're an idiot, and you don't know who Borat is, and Borat would still get that person, so there are plenty of people to be had and shown how stupid they are by Borat, and anyone who is laughing at the joke, you're probably a pretty good person. What? uh, Yeah, Chrissy Teigen is like, people think she like does subtweets, like secret tweets to like move illegal children. It's like, dude, if she was involved in like trafficking you think she's gonna tweet about it yeah i mean it's so stupid well, it's, it's the, the same like, way that how everyone thinks every person in the illuminati is a rapper <laughs> they're oh, like yeah. the rappers all the rappers are in the illuminati i'm like well then why is the world so cruel to black people yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're doing a horrible job yeah, they, 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 run the, they run the whole world they choose which businesses make money and who wins wars and they can't Did you stop. say the jews no because that's another one yeah. Well, yeah. The Anytime Jews. people talk about like lizard people, it's like racist. <laughs> They're really just talking about <laughs> Jews. So we need this. It's everybody but the white assholes that seems to be in on this whole thing. Right. So of course. I just we need this movie Borat too. I uh, can't wait for this. I love Borat. I love Sasha Baron Cohen. What was your favorite line from Borat One? <sighs> My favorite part of Borat One is when he goes to the rodeo and says he's going to sing the American national anthem, but and then. S- instead sings the Kazakhstan national anthem to the music of the American national yeah. anthem. That's the best part. That was pretty Kazakhstan scary. Kazakhstan is scary. the greatest country in the world. <laughs> All other countries are run by little girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's just incredible. So I can't wait. I love it. I care. I care. Let's see this thing. Did you have a line that you wanted to drop before you uh, I was thinking of one. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Okay. I, but it was when he was with that uh, couple or that family and he was having dinner with them. And he was like, oh, what does your brother do? And he's like, oh, my brother's retired. He's so and retired. And he's like, yeah. Uh, my brother Bilo is uh, retired. <laughs> <Bilo>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, retired. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh all right, God. guys, moving on. Uh, <laughs> that and the naked fight. Yeah. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Let's see how quick we can go through this next one. Fast and the Furious 9 is coming out. It's going to be in space. You didn't mishear us. It's going to be in space. Surprises no one. I Are they going to be in cars in space? Yes. Cars. I hope they're Space like, cars? I hope they're drifting in a spaceship. Yeah, man. Um, it's like 297,000 miles an hour around the It's going to be so stupid. I I don't even like these movies. I won't watch this no matter what happens. So who's going to pilot the ship? Is it going to be The Rock? Or is it going to be, be Vin. Jason Statham? I think it could be Vin Diesel, and he'll he'll say something like, if I can drive a 68 Charger, I can drive this fucking spaceship. 
<laughs> don't grind the gears, bro. <laughs> I will not see this. It sounds so stupid. It sounds I don't dumb. Like I don't care. We don't care. Move on. All right. Uh, next up, Walking Dead. They're going to be done after next season. It's This show has been going on almost as long as The Simpsons. I I don't care about this at all. They're going to do some kind of spinoff. What is that going to be? From It's Norman Reedus's character. Norman Reedus and Carol. Oh, Jesus. I don't know the actress name, yeah. but I got bored with her. I mean, this show is like The Living Dead. It died 10 years ago, and it still lived on, and now it is officially getting the double tap in the head, which is fine. I haven't watched it in years. You want to... Like a blast from the past is that we used to talk about it. Oh yeah, early on, early on in the, the podcast, pod, it was still um, kind of relevant. Yeah, I mean, it was like uh, ubiquitous. Everyone was watching. So. Well, because it was coming up to the big Negan season, which everyone like from the the comics or the graphic novel or whatever. It's like this is gonna be like, a huge. Dude, deal. Negan's awesome, and then they're like, oh yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's an awful, awful actor. Yeah, he's not very good. So um, no, I guess oh, I yeah, don't really care. Oh yeah, because it was the that was the baseball bat scene with Glenn. Yep, and then like people were pissed off about that, and then like the well, next season just was much worse. It was so uncomfortable watching seen, that so. too. Like that yeah. was really painful to watch. Yeah, and Glenn was my favorite. All right, guys, I don't care at all. Okay, um, agreed. Next up, uh, Daisy Ridley joined the uh, Kill Disney for what they did to Star Wars team. Uh, Jim, what did she say exactly, and why is it important? Yeah, so she just pretty much outed. Um, J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy for not no not having the plan that we all hoped that they would. I mean, you're making three movies. It's not like you have to plan, uh, you know, uh, not like the full nine. But they did not have it planned, including the most basic things of what is the identity of your main character. So in the it seems f- like a pretty reasonable arc to expect You'd them to have so. it figured out. But yeah. this is how it went, and she explained it. And when she did the first movie, they said we are toying with some things. We're not going to reveal it in this movie. But we're going to tease it. We think that you're going to be a Kenobi. She's like, oh, my fucking God. Ben Kenobi is my dad. This is going to be so exciting. Well, imagine if they sold her on that yep. when they were trying to sign her up for the movie, too. Like, you're going to be a Kenobi and yep. this whole deal. But they were never sure enough about it to tell, to give good notes to Ryan Johnson, who came in for the second movie and did whatever the fuck he wanted with no oversight, which was insane. But now looking back, I don't really blame him anymore like I did for a while of like, you were you didn't care about the first movie. You just wrote your own shit. You never planned for what. A th- what is he supposed to do? He wrote one movie. They said do it, and they didn't give him any guidance of like this person needs. To, you need to wrap this up. Bring this forward. Make sure this gets emphasized. So then, she she's told you truly are like you're just a nobody, right? You don't have any special parentage. That's the point. And she's like, okay, I'll deal with that. So then she comes to start the third movie, and JJ's like, hey. We got an idea. We're toying with you being a Palpatine. She's like, what? So they explain it to her. And then like two months later, she's still working and she asks about it. And they're like, yeah, we don't even know if we're going to do that. While they're making the movie, they didn't know if she was going to be a Palpatine or what. That's wild. So like they just clearly had no plan. And I just can't believe Disney fucked it up that bad and didn't like come up with something to stick with. Okay, guys, um, overrated, underrated, Star Wars. It is a little overrated. It's overrated. Now, I mean... How many of the Star Wars movies are truly good of, of just the nine? Of just the nine? Of just the nine. Um, like, f- three? I'm going to say three are truly good. Yeah. Um, That would be one, two... Well, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. One, two, and seven. And then Revenge of the Sith? <laughs> Those are the ones I would say are are locks. Revenge of the Sith is a lock. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's sad that like Rogue One is in my top. Two. I know. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> it's probably the best Star Wars movie. It's that's probably ever the been best. Made. I mean, I know you said of the nine, but, but I would say I would say um, if you went in order, I would say four, five, seven are my top three. Wait, 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 seven. Yeah. So you're saying... So you like these. No, no, the first one was pretty good. The, the next two were not. So you like The Force Awakens. Yeah, I thought The Force Awakens was good. Okay. I would say it's probably like a fresh film. It's yeah. just... I mean, you're trying to tell me recycle. that... You're trying to tell me that the number three <laughs> was <laughs> was a for sure good? Well, Revenge uh, of the Sith? It made sense. Isn't that the third one? It was original. So wait, are you talking episodes? Or yeah, are you yeah, talking episode in- three is Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great movie. Great. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's good. Oof. It has awesome parts. Yes, it has cheesy parts, too. It's 
George Lucas, but I mean, you got the high ground part, which is pretty cheesy. That was great. It was fine. That whole battle on Mustafar was awesome. I I do like when he walks off the the ship though, looking like he just stole Anakin's girlfriend. So, out of the three scenarios that I described for Ray, our main character, yeah, and yeah. Ray was the saving grace. Ray and Kylo together were the, the only, only good, good thing, thing about yeah, it, and yeah. it was very good. They were great. Um. Which would you have preferred? I mean, nobody. She should have been nobody. Nobody. That was what the whole point of the movie was. The mm-hmm. the hope of the movie, the hope of the series, was that anyone can have the force, right? That's what they well, said. Well, that's so what many they times. did with the second one. That's where they pivoted to. And, and you had the whole scene in the second one. That's like the worst part of Star Wars ever. That's maybe not. I mean, there's some really bad scenes. The little the little teddy bear guys beating up the <laughs> the stormtroopers with the tree trunks and the rocks is yeah, the worst part of the Ewoks. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Uh, the part where they're at the casino. Canto bite. Yep. Yep. That's just horrible. And then the kids, though, you know, that whole part where they give them the ring and the kids then are like part of the revolution, you know, the rebellion. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like the idea is like they could eventually have the force maybe at some point because they believe in it. And they did this all this work to tell say that like believing in the force is more important than who you're born to. And then they were like, just kidding. Born to the emperor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a huge problem. I agree. So yeah, because Ryan Johnson, that, the the big line was, "We're gonna spark a fire that will spread across the galaxy, or mm-hmm. something like that." And then it was just like, eh, <laughs> that, that. "We're so, not gonna." We're not yeah, gonna go I think way. I would have preferred her to be nobody as well. Well, I mean, they were like it was like the opposite of Harry Potter. Oh, it was the same as Harry Potter. Yeah. It was the same thing as Harry Potter. Yeah, they were like. Yeah, you have a little bit of evil inside you, but you have a choice. And I'm like, uh we just heard that <laughs> story told. So, yeah, I think they blew it. This is sad. Um, they owe us some really good Star Wars material over the next decade. Yeah, we need to get, no offense, this is not a feminist or anti-feminist thing. Kathleen Kennedy is not good at this. No, she's a problem with it. And you can say that about she, she, somebody that sucks at the job. She blew these movies. She blew the one-off movies. We were supposed to get a Kenobi one-off or a Vader one-off or I mean something. We were supposed to get other stuff. Yeah. Vader was never in it. The Knights of Ren were never in it. Like everything that they did. And and again, Rogue One was the best one of the five that they made. Right. And it's not even close. Yeah. We'll get I think we'll get a, a very good Star Wars trilogy in the next ten years. I don't know who's gonna do it. Everybody signed on and then goes and does something else and comes back, but somebody's gonna knock something out. James Gunn, they'll finally just I have want him do uh, it. I want more Favreau. Yeah. Who has been fantastic in everything he's done. Mandalorian, yeah. Oh, he's been great. He deserves more. And isn't Favreau a big piece of the MCU, too? He is, yeah. So, I mean, he obviously knows how to tell... He started Iron Man, which started off the whole thing. He obviously knows how to long-term storytell, and I think that's what Star Wars is missing. I know that they've been telling a story for a long time, but it's disjointed. It has so many different looks. It has so many different ideas. It goes in all these different directions. But at at least George, for all of his flaws pretty much stuck to his guns, right? He mm-hmm. had an idea. Him and his friends at Lucasfilm had this thing, and we're going to go in this path, and they stuck to it, whether it worked or not, right? I mean, you can t- talk about the whole Darth Jar Jar thing, whether or not that was even in play. Right. But, like, with Disney, there's so many cooks in the kitchen, even though you look at a company like Marvel, they've got one guy that's got the vision, and he's obviously has, like, a great plan set out, and... Disney just can't seem to figure that out, like how to put that all together. I'm not saying Kathleen Kennedy doesn't have good ideas for the series, but the execution has been lacking significantly. Yeah. I totally agree, man. All right. uh, Moving on. We're moving into Hot Rex. You guys are both obsessed with The Boys Season 2 right now. Can you give us a spoiler-free why people should be watching Boys? I haven't started Season 2 yet. That's in, that's insane to me. I will I will that watch you it. haven't. Um, I think it's my favorite show on TV. I agree. And there's a couple good ones right now. We have Lovecraft Country and um, uh, Raised by Wolves, and I'm still much more excited. I find myself trying to watch the boys' new episodes right away. Um, Homelander is one of the best characters on TV. Uh, I love the like. Uh, what's his name? I can never remember the dude's name. The main like butcher, Billy Butcher. Yeah, Carl Urban. Carl Urban, best thing he's ever done. They bring in Stormfront, who's like this new su- superhero that's like great on social media, but she may have a very twisted other side that we don't know about yet. And she is just like captivating to watch too. So 
I love this show. It's a mix of like fun, intense, depressing, um, the the over the top creativity they can get with these superheroes using their powers for evil is like so fun. And all like it's ve- the things that happen are very unexpected. Yeah, I agree. Like because it's such an anti-hero movie or sorry, series, um you kind of expect like, oh, okay, well, you know, they're going to do the right thing eventually. <laughs> right. Just, they never do. Yeah. And, but they do it in such like, um, out of nowhere, ways out of nowhere, but also like very like vicious ways mm-hmm. too. Like where you're oh, like, it's a hard R rated yeah, show where I you're mean, like, it's very Jesus, gross like, at times. Um, so I also think, um, who's the Jack Quaid, whatever his character's name does. Yeah. It, he does a really great job. Starlight's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, all of the characters are top notch. Oh, it's got, uh, Gene Franco or, uh, Gus Frank. Yeah. Yeah. I, I oh, forget his name. Awesome. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Giancarlo Esposito. There you go. Giancarlo. And he's been great too. Unbelievable. I just, I just love the show. It's on Amazon. Everybody needs to watch it. It and is I'm hitting, at Eric. it is hitting all the notes one the right after the much other better it, it is bang it has like the best pacing it has like a scene where you're kind of like catching up with the dynamic dynamics of the team maybe they're talking about something funny but they're all kind of working on their characters at the same time and then they go right into like an unexpected ridiculous action scene and the plot moves forward it's like the, one of the best paced shows i've ever seen you never get bored and it's not like okay i'm also now bored by the amount of action which can be boring too if yeah. it's nonstop. So, um, dude, it's just it's it's damn good. It's high quality TV more than I thought it was in season one. I mean, season two is like a ninety five right now. Yeah, for me, through, it's killing through it. four episodes. And how are you feeling about Lovecraft? So I watched episode four. Right, five is tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought I know you guys or you said you liked episode four, Eric. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little bit boring. I thought it was a tiny step back as well. I, I, it was interesting. It was unique. I think the way you described it with the, the whole like Indiana Jones comparison was kind of cool, but I thought it was a little national treasury for me where I was like, yeah, it's kind of kitschy. Um, and Which it I wasn't my favorite. Okay with, I mean, for the show to have like a little bit of cheesiness too, because it is dealing with big, you know, national issues, racism, for sure, and not, they nail all of that, right? Yeah, I'm so not if they want to just have some yeah. goofy fun with like a disappearing bridge over a chasm, like it's Indiana Jones, then they go for it all the way. They and go, they give it everything a hundred percent. So it's like, yeah, th- they're gonna go all out, and you're gonna have to jump across. You know, like of course you do. And and yeah, it's, I think I compared it a little bit to like Atlanta. And that they kind of do some of the, like, they have these different plot mechanisms yeah. with which they tell the story. And sometimes you'll get the the talk show episode, and sometimes you'll get the Teddy Perkins episode. Right. And sometimes it's awesome, and sometimes it just doesn't work. Or, like, the like uh, um, the Mr. Robot episode with the 80s, 90s throwback thing. like Didn't work. Didn't work, but you tried it. And but, they, they, but a lot of times when they did a weird episode like that, it did work. Some of the best stuff. So. Like the five-act play Mm-hmm. Um, up in the like the penthouse apartment or whatever with the the, the main bad guy in the last season. So yep. yeah, it, like it's a little bit of like checks and balances on some of those things. I didn't find this episode as good as the other three. Yeah, first three. But I'm still down. I'm so ready to watch. Oh yeah, it. I'll yeah. Probably watch I'm very it excited. Okay, can I give you guys my take on what's going on? Yes. In the show. Yes. Okay, so here's what I think is is up. I don't think that all of this crazy stuff is actually happening. Really, that's possible. I think that this is a it's the the racist stuff is really happening and i think that like these characters are being brave in the face of you know jim crow racism across america and i think that he is a soldier who has always dreamed of being this heroic character in these stories and i think that the stories are fictional and that the real monsters are just the racist people and he's going to be revealed to have written a book at the end something like that or just or just that he's you know i think that that it might never come out and just tell you that it's not happening but i think that you might get some hints as it's going that some of this is just in his imagination okay because he talks so much about how you know people like him don't get to go on these adventures and he loves these stories and he loves the ideas of these heroes and i think like it's just gonna it might just come out that yeah he's got a lot of this going on in his head but there are real monsters and the monsters 
our system systemic racism Mm -hmm. and i mean the scariest parts of the show to me are the racist stuff like all the racist stuff is what like gives me the heebie-jeebies when Mm -hmm. i'm watching this show and so i think that they're gonna mess with you in that way but i do think that it's really smart it's really unapologetic and they are obviously having a great time you know paying homage to some of their favorite movies and shows i feel like I, I like the theory. I could absolutely see that happening. Um, like the final scene is, there is a, a disconnect. Typewriter. They tend to like, okay, they're dealing with racism where they live. And then they travel quite a ways for their adventures mm-hmm. and then come back. Like they're traveling to Boston and then to wherever else. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I could see that. I wouldn't hate that. Um, I may even watch the show with a little different light after that. So we'll see. But I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. It's number two for me. Okay, um, finally, Jim, you watched a movie you really want to talk about, Primal. You're really excited about <laughs> well, this Well, I feel one. like we, I owe the listeners a follow-up because probably six months ago, I was like, you guys, Nick Cage is making a movie where he's going to be stuck on a freighter ship with a ton of wild animals that have been released, including this like cougar. And I'm like, this sounds like something we should all watch, even if it's bad. Unfortunately, you guys... It's available, and it's free. It's called Primal. It's on Amazon Prime. And it is so bad, I couldn't even make it to when the animals got loose. I shut it off before then. And that's the whole... So this is an anti-rec. Stay away. Even if you like... Dude, I want to see like a scene with Nick Cage with the bees, you know? Like it's Wicker Man, and it's going to be so cheesy, it's funny. No, it's just boring and really bad. So, uh, yeah, it's an anti-rec, and and we can can move on. So it's really too bad. And you liked The Mummy and couldn't even get through this. Liked The Mummy. The tickle scene gets me every time. Only seen it once, but I can imagine if I watched it again, it would get me twice. All right, guys. We solemnly swear that we are up to no good. Yeah. And that is because we are heading into... The Order of the Rewatch. Rewatch, rewatch, rewatch. Can't wait. I, it, this I is our third one. Yeah, this is our third one. This is The Prisoner of Azkaban. I think we were the most excited of, about this one so far. So far. Uh, amongst the, the first three that we've watched. Um, guys, I like this movie. I love this movie. I like this movie, and I love the change in direction. I love that it becomes a little more adult. It becomes a little darker, and I thought that they did a great job with this movie overall. Now, they didn't completely cut out like the cheesiness of the movie um, and some of the parts that were kind of poor storytelling in the name of like humor or simplicity. Um, but overall, I thought that they, uh, they, they really crush it compared to the first two when it comes to this movie. Do you think it's a? Do you guys agree it's a very different movie than the first two? Oh, it's so tonally different, different darker. One and two are like '90s. They're like they're like a remnant of the '90s and how we made movies for families and children. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of like, oh, Seamus Finnegan did a spell and it blew up in his face, is covered in dirt, and his hair is all messed up again. It's like uh, literally a cartoon pulled uh, out of a cartoon. Neville is hanging by his his uh, robe again. Whoa, why From is his it broomstick? Why is yeah. it always me? You know, yeah. it's like a bunch of that, and it's just so bad now they didn't completely get rid of that part of it but for the most part those things are not in this movie or at least are a much smaller part and so i think that they changed this for the better and i'm also assuming um that they changed the budget at this point too i think they ramped it up they had really really great visual effects in this movie i thought lupin's transformation was super scary super awesome um best new character Lupin or Sirius? Oh, they're both incredible. Now, Sirius is my favorite character mm-hmm. in the whole Harry Potter universe, but Lupin is close to the top. I'm going to say... For this movie, I think it has to be... movie alone, it's Lupin because you just get a lot of him and a lot of the story is told yeah. from him or in conversations with him or in scenes with him, um, but what? both are just incredible characters. And you really don't get Sirius as himself until the end. Right, exactly. The There's not much of Sirius, really. Right. It's just the, um, the, the... Lupin, it was so nice to have somebody that was on Harry's side. Like, so many adults in his life have been not who they said they were, or they're trying to be an ally, but they're using him. 
And just to have Lupin be like, no, I, I have my own problems. I'm a fucking werewolf. But besides that, I'm on your side, unequivocally. I'll help you figure things out. I'll talk to you and tell you things when even Dumbledore, like, doesn't give Harry any information. Like, you'll know when you're ready. Like, that sucks. Lupin's, like, there to have a real adult conversation with Harry. And I think it's it was a really nice part of the movie and the book. Well, especially, you know, spoilers. But, like, as you find out later, Lupin's connection to Harry, right? Right. And it, it, like, when you can look at it through that lens, like, the connection that he was trying to make because of what happened to James makes it all that more meaningful. Mm-hmm. So when you when you rewatch it and understand that, um, it it is really powerful to 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 like grasp the fact that he knew that his father was gone at the hands of Voldemort, and he's like somebody needs to put their arm around this kid. Yeah, and yeah he yeah. did. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Um. So I really like this, and I thought that. Um, I think this is the movie and the story uh, that I have changed the most on in my time being a fan of Harry Potter because there is no Voldemort. There is no real villain in this movie. I mean, you kind of find out that the only villain is um, misunderstanding, misinformation, (laughs) and time are like the real villains. And, you know, preconceptions of people and all those things, yeah. Um, so uh, to me, there isn't really a, a real villain in it and there's no real battle or anything. And so that always kind of bothered me um, at, for a long time. But now I love that it kind of breaks up the repetitive, oh, he doesn't mean to, but he runs into Voldemort at mm-hmm. the end of every one of them. And he defeated that form of him, luckily, by some kind of fluke. Because of that, love or because of luck or because he's brave. and Or Dumbledore you know. had equipped him in a way that he didn't even know until it was revealed. Yeah, I mean, that happens a lot. Um, you know, it happened in this. I thought the, the time travel was done really well. Mm-hmm. It's one of oh, my favorite so time well. travel mechanics they did. The clues throughout were really fun they do that in in the book so well in every book can you give me an example an example would be like ron who people will like throughout the movie you're just like oh ron is so goofy he never knows what's going on but he's actually always paying attention to hermione so he's actually being the only observant one being like where did you come from what what are you what how are you here were you always actually observant he's not like the doofus so that that switch was cool um and so like the the clues there and then the clues that that lupin was a was a werewolf were really cool like you know, they, they do the, the bogger, bogger comes yeah. out as the moon and he, he chases it away. And, you know, only Hermione had figured it out, of course. But so I like those little clues throughout. And when they go full on time turner at the end, it was really fun. I know like J.K. Rowling has come out and said she was really, really worried about including time travel because you have jumped the shark in that in that way. Yeah. And so for them to say it's highly regulated, you can't get them. It's not a viable solution to every problem. And she she has to give it back at the end right so like you don't they don't really bring those back into play until the thing that none of us read the the yeah thing then it was all about that then it was like all about that i've heard you're not supposed to read the cursed child because it's technically canon but it's trash okay so um i will say this Uh, a couple other pieces of this i really like so you get serious black and it wasn't quite as heavy-handed as i had remembered with him like laughing and acting evil Mm -hmm. um and same with lupin who's like hermione you really are the greatest witch of your age or whatever you know what i'm talking about the cleverest witch yeah the cleverest witch of your age and like they would just be like you guys no just just listen this is we're all friends in here and like they would explain it fast and so it's just misunderstanding i didn't like that before but it didn't bother me quite as much because what i realized is they're not acting so crazy they're just playing really intense music during that part of the movie Oh, really? so, so they really make everything sound really bad with the music that they're playing, more so than the actors themselves. And so, so they're I, sort of putting you into the headspace of, of Harry, and who's totally confused or is thinking the total wrong thing. Yeah, they're, but the actual actions and they're words, doing it with with the music that would make you think like we've just been betrayed by Lupin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but in reality, like you could just interpret what they say in. Either way, you could. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might not be very clear with their message. Now, the other thing I really liked is um, Snape. Some yep. of the cool Snape stuff in this one. So Snape is obviously being a total asshole through most of this movie, right? But he really came into his own. Oh, for yeah. like sure. in this film, like they really like. I think Alfonso Caron understood better than Christopher Columbus did for the first two films mm-hmm. what 
Snape's role was in all of this and really yeah. brought him forward. I mean, yes, he's, he's still I, I like an asshole, like douchebag guy. He's still guy. a villain at that point, but you start to be like, whoa, there's depth to this guy. Yeah, he I want to know more about him. He was comically a villain in yeah. the first two of like, I hate Harry and it's I'm going to make it super obvious. And this was more like, okay, there's something else going on there. Like you could mm-hmm. definitely see the wheels turning. Well, you had the really cool part where... Um, he, you know, obviously he's had this rough history that we're just starting to find out First the beginnings layer of, the onion, of yeah. uh, you know, with Sirius and with Lupin and with James Potter, with Peter Pettigrew. You know, he has this really like traumatizing Sorted history, correct? Like, bullying yeah. history with them. That's really, Awful. you know, you feel bad for him. You kind of, you know, feel differently about some of your your hero characters. That's called is, empathy, Eric. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so I like that. And the other part that that really, really, really stuck out to me was when Lupin transforms into the werewolf. Snape is busy yelling at the kids, but he instantly turns around and shields them to protect them from the werewolf showing that like deep down, like he isn't an evil character and he is caring. And even though he's kind of an asshole, like there is some good in there and he does. They're still his students. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like his job is still to protect them. Yep. And so I really like that because it was like the first time that they kind of gave us like a, a good Snape side stuff. And I really actually liked that about it. And they will go back and forth on that a few times. Like I know I'm reading the books with my kids right now. And there's times when my kids think he's a total villain. Like, he is definitely a a Death Eater. And then, like, the next book, they'll be like, well, he might be a good guy. He's just kind of a jerk. And then they'll go back and forth. And, you know, and then, of course, that's the best story. There's the parts where they they lead you to think, yeah, no, he's for sure the villain. He's done the Unbreakable Curse. You know, these things, you think you finally got your proof one way or the other, and then they flip it again, and it's brilliant. So I can't wait for those moments in the books and with with, uh, these movies. They nail that whole thing. And also, um, Alan Rickman is is so good yeah and he beyond had to, brilliant he, yeah. he's just he's amazing and like you you see him overact so much early in this and then it just gets better and better and better now the other thing i think is crazy about this movie is it has to be like in a reasonably similar time frame to nolan's dark knight trilogy right uh yeah maybe it's probably a little before that but like i mean it's within a few years of okay. those right so it's you know at least this one's probably pretty similar in release date to like um, Batman Begins. All right. So, I don't know where you're going with this. So, yeah, I like was to say, just pick a date. Um, <laughs> so what's his name? Uh, uh, the the police officer in Batman. Um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No, no, no. The, the, the oh, chief. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Uh, what's his character in Batman now since I just can't think of it and it's going to bother me? Chief Gordon? Chief Gordon. So yeah. he's playing Chief Gordon. He's also playing Sirius Black. I can't tell that it's the same person. Yeah, it's crazy. Like oh, I, he's yeah. a fantastic. I actor. stare at he's Sirius like Black, actor. and I'm like, "How is that Gordon? I can't tell." Yeah, but he is so good. Um, and Sirius Black, he so goes from scary to likable so quick. It's crazy. He does, and like, I think that the best feeling that I've had watching these Potter movies is just that first, um, really, you know. Like caring, loving human connection, human connection yeah. between Sirius and Harry, who have been both been craving this type of relationship for you know years and years and years, is it feels so good and like their relationship is one of the bright spots of the whole series. And it was really, um, I think, well done in the way that it was very similar to the books because you you definitely feel like this very emotional connection between the two characters when they finally understand like what their real relationship mm-hmm. is between between Harry and Sirius and um like in and I think the movie does such a good job with and it's so simple but it's that the photo of mm-hmm. him screaming in the Azkaban with the with the you know the prisoner number or whatever like makes him just that it's a gif essentially yeah, right it's a, it's a little gif of him and it makes him seem so evil and so terrible and I think, like when Eric said that there's no villain, I think they're really setting up. It's the it's the beginnings of setting up the ministry as also like kind of being a villain, yeah. Um, in that same way, so because of all of the disinformation and and some of the lies and and all Which of that by stuff. Book five, they're full on, full on, yeah, like just well, as bad as, sorry, as that was Voldemort. Um, one last thing, or one last thing for me at least. How cool was the reveal? Whether you saw it in the movie or read it in the book first. 
that Harry was the one that did that Patronus oh. to scare away all the Dementors in the lake. Unbelievable. So brilliant. Harry, so fucking awesome. Harry realizing that it was him. And then being and then, able to do it because he knew he had. And then doing that just badass Patronus. And like just that moment, like I think it's given me chills every time yes. that I've watched it's it. It's so it's, perfectly done. It is so powerful and so well done. And it just, I love it. It's, it's such a great moment. And it seems weird. But the language that J.K. Rowling chose as expecto patronum, Mm -hmm. just for whatever reason, gives you that, like, this is going to be a spell that is awesome. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense because it's a made-up language, and but every time you hear that, and the way Daniel Radcliffe yells it is unbelievable. I know a lot of the... Stand up. Yeah, I know a lot of the adults can cast their patronuses without saying it and that's you know eventually what harry wants to get to but anytime he like yells it and you see that light come out of the end of the wand and the stag it's unbelievable you know it's a puberty reference right yeah okay i got that just just yeah. making sure we knew that no all right that's cool all right guys I, I loved it loved it favorite yet what do you guys think oh, rank them easily the best one yet it's three one two i think for me three, i mean one two and i don't think it's even it's three me. and then like dot dot <laughs> dot 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 like i mean it's way down the list yeah. and then i would say two one all right. Well, I can't wait for four. Um, I can. Di- way different movie. Totally different movie again. Uh, I kind of can't wait. I'm not yeah. really excited about it. All well, right. Some uh, great scenes. Great, great action scenes. In Goblet of sure. Fire coming up. We'll talk about it. Patanasan's coming back. Hey-oh. All right, guys. Uh, next up, we're finishing up with Nordy's Rates. We got some really good ones this week. Thanks for uh, anyone who volunteered to send some in to us. We always appreciate that. We're going to start out with uh, Spinning Rides. Oh, I think we already talked about this one. Yeah, yeah we ta- definitely talked about this one. Yeah, we did. Oh, sorry, everyone. I did it it's, twice. Just skip a, it. It's a four. It's a terrible one. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, we have Frozen Snickers. Oh, oh damn. Those are 92. Nice. Now, are you going with a Snicker yeah. bar frozen or an actual no, ice cream No, I'm saying the frozen Snickers? ice cream Snicker treat. Oh, were you just going about a frozen No, it's your Snicker. choice. You get to pick how you want well, to do it. Well, then I got to go with the ice cream treat. 92. I mean, 90, I'm fine with 92. I like 92 for me. 92. I mean, they're unbelievable. I mean, probably the best besides like a chem switch. A uh, chem switch probably is the, the absolute best, best but uh, I'm going to go 92. Wow. Perfect. Look at us come to agreement. 92. On we very rarely have come to a total it's agreement. It's the perfect score. For it's it. the perfect, perfect score. You nailed it. Yep. Yeah. For the perfect ice cream treat. All right. Next up, Haunted Houses. Too scary for me. Uh, back in I the day, don't like yeah, back in the day, I thought they were like it made you seem cool and brave. But now I think it would, I would just be doing it to like take my kids in there and torture them. Yeah, not now, but eventually. Right, and then you'd have to act brave. <laughs> I think like I'm, I'm just picturing the one at the state fair because that's like probably the most prevalent one. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see a girl get her hoop earring ripped. <gasps> out of her ear by one of the by Freddie's glove reaching out from a jail cell like just kind of like you oh, know what I mean like pretending to reach and like caught her really ear hella real all of a sudden and I I didn't really know what was going on but like <laughs> she I was like oh she's in on the bit but no she actually was like outside of his yeah wow yeah so well, that's something um so that was for me. probably a 90 but like in general <laughs> like uh 41 Whoa. wow that's that's actually high I'm, I'm gonna go much lower i've only i've been on a haunted like hayride and i don't like being scared jump scared i don't like the anxiety that comes with waiting for the jump scare i don't like the actual jump scare of where my heart rate goes up too high and i'm but like you i don't horror, like this you love horror movies I do, but I don't like the jump scary ones as much. And I, okay. I can get down with that. It's different for me than actually being there. I went in a, I went in like the state fair one, not when I was probably like 13, and I was a giant uh, wuss about it. I was like holding on to my buddy's like back of his hoodie, <laughs> and I was like, just go, just go, get me out of here. Didn't like it. Um, for me, it's a 17. Ooh, Nobody's getting hurt, and people have fun, so I'm going to give it a couple points. Uh, it's, it's it's not, not for you. It's not for me. Haunted houses are a uh, positive, guys. They're fun. They make me laugh quite a bit. Sometimes I'm actually scared. Usually I just laugh it off. Um, I went for numerous years in a row with my team, my lacrosse team, my high school lacrosse team, where we would all meet at a haunted hayride and we'd go on it together. And it was always a lot of fun. One year there was this kid just being a total asshole from my team, and he was just like 
every person that would pop out, he would like be the person who had to ruin it for everyone and be like, oh, sweet mask, dude. I can see your skin. You know, yeah. like just dumb stuff. Or he kept being like, hey, you're cute. Can I get your Snapchat? Like to every person, like just trying to be funny about everything. Yeah. And the people working were getting so pissed. And at one point he was being such a douche that they just grabbed him. I'm not making this up. <laughs> they grabbed him and pulled him like out behind something and it was you was gone the woodshed he was just gone and like i <laughs> should like sweet i should have been like oh no that's my player i should be worried about him but i was like let's keep going guys <laughs> literally we see him later he's buying he had to go through it all by himself they grabbed him they pinned him down and they put makeup on his face in a scary dollhouse and he <laughs> oh. had to go through the whole thing with glitter in his hair and makeup on his face <laughs> <laughs> all right that's brilliant in the age of that, that one would get in, a 19. In the me. age we live in now, like, I can't imagine that going over well, yeah. but he deserved it. I and would give... Like, did you ever go to, like, the soap factory ones and stuff? No, like, the really no, scary ones? that's too scary. Okay. I'm not trying well, to, like... Then. I'm not trying to have, like, a heart attack, guys. I'm, like... Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with... Uh, haunted houses are a 67. They're okay. Pretty, but you, pretty, just mostly, a, you mostly talked about a haunted hayride. Yeah, but you, it was a haunted hayride that you would get dropped off, and then you had to walk through a series of uh, haunted okay. houses to get yourself back. I loved what happened. I, I was. I thought you were going to go with the story of like. So I cut him the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, guys. Next up, N sixty four. Ooh, N sixty four was a great, great system. Now, if you've played N sixty four in the last like three years, you know that the graphics don't hold up. Well, but you're not playing oh, on a you're yeah, not playing I mean, on a tube TV like that's true. They're not as good as what they are now. You gotta, no, no, you like, gotta play on like, a tube TV. Like yeah. the, the graphics are so tragically terrible. Oh, well, it's all pixelated go- on a on high, Goldeneye yeah. now that I'm like can't even play. You can't play on high def TVs. Right, like, true. If they remastered it though, for Which, Switch, they are doing that. They're remastering like um, that one, Sunshine and Galaxy. But they did a weird thing. I don't. We don't need to get into yeah, it. Yeah. But you can't go buy it. So it was online release. They did limited quantity, which for is crazy. me back in the day, N sixty four, Mario Kart, Bond, um, I know, Zelda, the yeah. Ocarina of Time, Ocarina, Ocarina, whatever. Um, was I mean those those games were unbelievable. I couldn't wait to get home. The joystick with the D pad was phenomenal. Um, it was like a ninety four. Mm-hmm. easily yeah i think there's a couple systems that i would rank a little higher for me um i didn't have as many games for that one as i did for like the N- snes for example sure but i loved it um it was mind-blowing to me mind fucking boggling the controller was so different the graphics were, were th- you know 3d all of a sudden it was crazy to see like the first time you jumped off the the dam yeah. in bond you were like oh my bond was so God. fun. I'm yeah. gonna give it an 89. That's a great score. Okay, I'm gonna give it an 80. Why so low? You're a little younger. Lots of great memories. You were probably right it. into PlayStation. Loved like PlayStation. Love PlayStation. Love PlayStation Two. Um, loved Dreamcast. Loved. Oh, you you were one of the ten people that like Dreamcast. No, Good actually, you. do you know Dreamcast had like the biggest release of video games ever for a system? So okay. it sold a lot of systems, but it then, sold a no, bajillion systems, but they couldn't keep up on making games, and so it just uh, drowned. Everyone bought the system, everyone loved the games, and then they just like couldn't make games. Because Sega did have a, a yeah. like a pretty good following. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I like it. It just oh, some yeah. of the wrestling games on N sixty four. Oh, the were wrestling games on N sixty four make it go up. Like the WCW. Can't change my score, but I would if I could now. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, next up, uh, first day of school. Oh God! Brutal. Really, really bad. I was so I was always nervous as a kid. Like growing up in high school, I was fine with that. I was just annoyed. I'd have to go back. But yeah, like I would be anxious. Um, I would like lay my clothes out and stuff, yeah. and then I'd be so worried. Like when you get to eighth grade, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you got to know where to be at what time yourself. Yeah. Very nervous about that. I'm going to give it a twenty-three. Um, wow. school in general, I had a lot of motherfucking fun, but I'd have to like, I was like, want to know what to expect. So once I knew who was in my classes and shit, then I'd be like, I can't wait to get to school. I still have first day of school. It's not quite as fun as a teacher as it was as a student. As a student, I would have given it a really high score as a teacher. It's what? still positive. I'm going to give first day of school a 71. So you love it. You love getting back. Even I mean, as I a like, kid. I like school enough that I became a teacher. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Wow. 
so I mean, Ryan, you need to tie break this thing. I'm at it. I'm in the twenties. He's in the sixties. Yeah, 70s. I didn't. I didn't have seventies. I didn't have the anxiety like you did, but I definitely like wasn't looking forward to it. But I also did love like recess and grade school and like everything else was just sort of in the way to go play basketball and soccer and the playground and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate it that much, but like, uh, you know, your parents always made such a big deal out of it and we had to take fucking pictures and shit like that. Like, don't you yeah. pretend like you're stepping on the bus and I'm going to take your picture. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Ooh, Christ. Ooh, that stuff's yeah. rough. Yeah. Uh, I'll go, I'll just go like barely positive. I'll go like 52. Okay. All right. Well, I think you've decided it. It's a positive on this podcast, apparently. All right. And finally, take out during COVID. Uh, fucking lifesaver. Ooh, okay, so give me your it's score. It's going to be a positive score. Um, I think the takeout has been really great and really creative from the places, and they've had to adapt to do it. Um, I think they've made things super easy, and even restaurants that maybe wouldn't have done takeout very well before have improved. I'm going takeout during COVID truly is a lifesaver. I'm going to go with uh, an 83. It makes any day better. Okay, I was going to go with like an 86 right in there. I love that like... It used to be like 4% of restaurants in Minneapolis you could order online. And now it's like 94% yeah. you can order online. I love that. Yeah, that's been nice. I love And they'll keep that, you know. You can pick up. your pickup time in a lot of places. Like, I'm going to be there at 730. I want that shit ready to go. It never yeah. is. It's 736. <laughs> um, I love uh, being able to just, like some of the places even have like discounts. Mm-hmm. Like 20% off if you order and come pick it up. And it's like, hell yeah. yeah. I'll be there in 30. Um, so I'll go right down the middle of you guys and say like 84 wow one thing i miss is that when i used to do takeout before i would order yeah. it and then leave too early on purpose so mm-hmm. then i get there and be like oh dude, it's not dude, gonna be dude, ready dude, yet dude, don't give away yeah, don't give oh away. People are man listening. well i guess i'll just have a beer and chill at the bar <laughs> and then i always get a, a beer there and that was always the best dude, beer you're mm. giving away trade secrets man my what wife doesn't doing? listen to this bullshit mine does <laughs> <laughs> don't let him talk all right, guys. I'm deleting all that. That's <laughs> as the producer. I feel like that content is not reputable for our podcast. The takeout beer? You can't know about that. Food wasn't fucking ready, babe. I guess well, I, I don't know. I, we already blew the. It's all like your, we your fucking fries the, are steamed the, by the time you get home because you had two sandwich? or three beers. Yeah, we blew the car sandwich one. Yeah, yeah. that's rough. These all are right, our secrets. All right, guys. That is all the time we have on this episode of the Nordeast Podcast. Check out our episodes later this week. We'll break down the Vikings' disappointing first week. Maybe there's still some reason for hope. NBA playoffs are uh, getting hot and heavy. We're down to five teams, four by the time you listen to this. Uh, the Twins are red hot. We're back again. on the bandwagon. I'm back because they're doing well, and that's me, Bandwagon Eric. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a wild episode, so that's what we have. Get excited, Nordy's Podcast. Until then, um, thank you guys for listening, and uh, get Jimmy Channels to be an official critic of Rotten Tomatoes. We need you. Give us that five-star review. Here we go. One last time. Thank you, guys. Nordy's Podcast. Thank you.